HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Cooking Issues. This is Dave Arnold, your host of Cooking Issues, coming to you live on the Heritage Radio Network. Uh, well, not really anywhere near noon this time, huh? No. Like 12.19 from Roberta's Pizzeria in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yeah, we're pushing noonish today, huh? Pushing noonish. Yeah, yeah, noonish. You know what? I choose the same seat every week, Jack, and yet I hate the microphone at my seat because it will not point up. It's got to go Lemmy. You got to go full Lemmy on this damn microphone. Point oh, yeah, down. Yeah. Go, go Motorhead. For all you Motorhead fans, joined as usual, well, obviously with Jack, since we're talking. Hey, Jack. Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah. And, of course, Nastasia the Hammer Lopez. Good. Good? Mm-hmm. You exist? You still exist? <laughs> good. Uh, special uh, guest in the studio today, we have Angela Garbitz. How do you actually pronounce it? Garbitz? Garbet? Yeah, you yeah. said it right. Gar- yeah. Yeah. One of You're my nice all- and close to the mic there, Angela. One of my all-time favorite uh, interns ever at the French Culinary back... By the way, do you call it the International Culinary Center? No. It's French Culinary. Yep. Yeah. French Culinary. She uh, is from the great... Hails from the great state of Nebraska. By the way, I don't know if any... any, I don't know if we have any listeners in Nebraska. Uh, But, Jack, do you know what Nebraska's... Nebraska's motto is? I don't. Well, do you know... Let me put it this way. They have a new week motto. What is a new week motto, Angela? Isn't it Nebraska nice? That's the worst motto it's in the, the world. Worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Nebraska, man, it's nice. Like, what do you say, Stas? What do you say about someone when you're like, eh? Hey, d- how, how'd your date go, Nastasia? He was a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was that, nice. That mean, yeah, he wasn't like, like, you didn't want to stab his eyes out, maybe, but you did want to stab yours because you were so bored. Nebraska, mm-hmm. Nice. Whereas, you know what it used to be, Jack? I see something here. I looked it up. Let's see if you have the same thing. Possibilities, endless. Dot, dot, dot. Oh. Endless. Endless. Interesting, because the internet tells me the Nebraska motto is equality before the law. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah? Do you feel that everyone's equal before the law in Nebraska? I think there's a lot of recent legislation that would say that it's not. (laughs) 
Like, what do you got going on in Nebraska? A lot Nebraska? of LGBT stuff that's not good. Really? Yeah. Are they are they they're going that that way? They they haven't. They're not one of the couple of states that just passed uh, the. You're allowed to. Speaking of baking cakes, uh, we can talk about this in a minute. But they're not one of the anti cake baking for gay marriage uh, states, are they? I hope not, because I'm going to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, they don't say you can't. They just say that you don't have to. Okay, I have no idea. You're allowed to refuse cake baking services for, like, anyone who you... See, theoretically, right, if you can refuse to bake a cake for, uh, like, if it, if for a gay way, couldn't you just be like, you know what, I don't like the cut of that dude's jib. No cake for you. See, that would kind of be, like, yeah. that, I mean, like, if someone was just a jerk in general and just refused randomly cake service to people, then it would become an internet phenomenon. It wouldn't be a... That person would make billions of dollars. Not billions. They would make a lot of money. Like It'd in, be really bad. This would be a bad idea. But, but if they literally just randomly flipped a coin when you showed up. Right. And we're like, no cake for you. Probably not for you. Not for you. Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah, no cake. So let's talk about cake. So, a- Angela, you have opened a, uh, a, a bakery. Almost yes? a year ago, yeah. Yeah. And so why don't you tell us about your bakery? It's called Goldenrod Pastries. We do a lot of alternative diet stuff. And it's just a, a really kind of happy place to be. We do try to be very inclusive with what we serve to people and just try to make it a really happy fun place so it describes me what an alternative diet is gluten-free dairy-free vegan paleo oh my god how do you do all of those things do you all at the same time or do you have different all things at for the different same people? time everything all, you do is all, all of those the, things no it's like you know we probably 90 percent of what we do is gluten-free yeah and then you right. didn't you didn't never develop a gluten allergy yourself did you no. not one of those you still eat gluten at home i usually eat gluten yeah, gluten, gluten, good stuff. It's so good. I, I don't eat dairy. Don't eat dairy? For the most part. But I'm on vacation now, so I'm in international waters. Let me tell you something. Uh, this is a, a little known fact, but Angela's dad, like, runs the Nebraska beef, like, board. Like, uh, the publicity wing or the whole board? It's just the Department of Ag. Department of Agriculture. But he's big on Nebraska beef. Nebraska beef, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have good beef. So do you? Are, uh, that's the paleo section. So do you right, make you muffins entirely out of beef? It's just beef muffins. Can, can you just, like take take make beef a meatloaf muffin. and make a beef muffin. It, it's perfect. So that, yeah, that might be the only cupcake I would like. We're across the street from a Seventh Day Adventist college. They would not eat the beef muffin. Oh, so you're catering to your neighborhood. I mean, everybody wants different diet stuff right now. Yeah, Seventh Day Adventist College. Yeah. Huh? Are they good customers? They're great. They're really nice people. Yeah? But they try to eat really healthy. Oh, yeah. Well, but why? In other words, like, if you, believe, if you believe that it's all about to be over, <laughs> why eat healthy? I'm going to tell you something. Stas, let's say you knew, you know what? You only got, like, a couple of weeks left. It's about to be over. Are you going to be cutting down on your uh, saturated fats? No. No. You're going to be taking, like, you know, I'm going to dive into, like, a, a swimming pool of fried chicken. Or something like this. Easily. Yeah. Fried chicken all the time. Just munch through that stuff. I used to think it would be good to jump into a swimming pool full of seltzer, but then I think it might hurt your moist parts. All of your moist parts. I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- too prickly. Yeah, but haven't you ever on a hot summer day been so thirsty that you wish you could just go ah, open your mouth and just have it like seltzer just flow into yep. it? Yep. And that then, sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I can do that at home, you know, to a first approximation with my seltzer rigs. Anyway, maybe, okay. Maybe you need two pools. One with seltzer, one with fried chicken. Oh, my God. But it was so gross. Like, when you hit the fried chicken smack, and then after the first, like, ten bites, like, you, you got earthworm your way through fried chicken. That's just the nastiest. You just belly flop. You belly bread. flop and then try to chew your way through the fried chicken. It's just not a pleasant. I would do it. Yeah? Yeah. What is the food stuff that you could consume the most of in a row? Me? In a row. I'm not saying, like, like the most. I'm saying, like, would tire of the least. This is a great question. Yeah. Jack, what do you got for me? 
first thing that came to my mind is like popcorn. But, yeah, but uh, it's but not that much weight. That. It's not that much weight. Know, You're I not know. actually massing up with that. Right, 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 right. I once ate 12 ice cream sandwiches. Wow. Oh, my. yeah. They're delicious. I mean, probably fried chicken. Or really? Beef, or beef. Beef. Probably. <laughs> I hear the leaner the beef, the more you can eat. Do you know the No, old? it's pasta. I can like, if, if I could probably just like finish a pound plus in one sitting, you know, if, really? no, if no one stops me. A pound, wait, a pound of dry freaking pasta? You cook it, you eat it? I could, I think, yeah. I mean, I've, I've yeah. <laughs> you went hardcore, man. That's hardcore. Being like, you look down at your bowl and be like, should I have another bite? No. It's like, is my boredom level so high that it's actually better for me to take this next bite of pasta than to just sit here and stare at the wall? I'd be like, wow, damn, that's hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, though, like I don't like lean beef. I like my beef with fat in it unless it's dried. But they used to say when they used to do the buffalo hunts when they were trying to exterminate uh, the buffalo out in your neighborhood, actually, they, uh, uh, you know, that you could eat a huge quantity of buffalo meat. Huge. 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 <laughs> a- endless. Possibility of endless buffalo meat. That sounds terrible. Well, apparently there's not like a lot of fat, so you don't get sated, and it's so high in protein that I guess you, or you're always kind of, they can just eat a little more, and you're just like, pounding it so do you actually make beef muffins can no, you make a beef muffin probably how it's a paleo muffin what's a paleo probably muffin? just take it to crossfit they would love it really i don't know what's a paleo muffin you like get some like you rip grass out of the ground and like bake it what do you do with a paleo muffin coconut flour coconut oil coconut milk why is that paleo like what makes it paleo that's a great question how many paleolithic people were baking muffins out of coconuts they just had so many coconuts well if you're in those neighborhoods you can eat almost all coconut coconut is a miracle product i love a coconut yeah i love a coconut why would a let me ask you a question i know it's not your diet but uh do you like i need to i need to get more in depth with the with the paleo stuff because people are like wildly some people are wildly pro pro paleo right but the thing is is there was no one paleolithic diet that anyone can point to it's all very very contentious we'll talk about this more i guess when uh, richard rangham if he ever comes back on the show when do you say he's coming to us may i think it needs a new name that diet they should call it, it they just mean like don't use agricultural what, what well they're all agricultural products right. now yeah. Uh, anyway, so when Rangham comes on, I hope any of the pro-paleo people, if we have any listening, will call and, and pepper him with questions about the paleo diet. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's just a bad name for the diet, I think. It's too confusing. Yeah. The diet's fine, but the name is not right. Yeah, what do you think? Do you have, a, you have an alternative name? No. Fat you, diet. Fat diet. And <laughs> yeah. so, Angela, do you, have a, do you have the food that you could plow through the most of? I, I mean, now all I can think about is fried chicken. Fried, oh yeah, you did. You said fried chicken. That's a Wait, lot. Stas, what's your answer to this, Dave? What's your answer to this? I think. He I mean, I like cream, I like ice cream sandwiches yeah, a lot. That's, that's the real answer. It's ice cream sandwiches. I mean, I, I like them a lot. And and like the the thing is, is I'm trying to think like some of my favorite things in the world. Like for instance, like uh, bake bacon poached egg cheese English muffin sandwiches. Those are good, really good, right? I once ate ten of them, and I didn't want to eat another one. Oh man! When I made it through the like the eleventh, twelfth ice cream sandwich, I was like, you know what? If I had another one on my plate. But I would eat it. Where did you do this? In college when it's all free. You know, when it's all sitting around. It's not free. It's a sunk cost. I remember. I still remember to this day. Like, I had this, like, pyramid of ice cream sandwiches on my on my plate. I nuked the first one. I figured the rest would temper out as I got, you know, down things. I like my ice cream sandwiches tempered, even when I was in college. You know, I'm not a freaking Neanderthal. I like a tempered ice cream sandwich. They're not as good when they're hard. It's not as good. Especially with the sh- crappy quality ice cream that they have. Mm-hmm. The texture that's just no good when they're hard. Anyway. What about peanut butter cookies? That's a thing that you can really work your way through. Really? I think so. You think? I don't know. 
Anyway, so this guy comes up, walks to me, tries to take an ice cream sandwich off my plate like I got it for the whole crew. I'm like, hey, hey, there's more back in the freaking kitchen. Go get your own. These are mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the 10th, tenth, the tenth, uh, you know, English muffin, uh, poached egg, bacon. Not good. Che- no, I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Hmm. Good. You know, I also once ate, do you know what, you're familiar with the uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream uh, uh, con- confection called the Vermonster? No. You have to go to the store to get the Vermonster. It's 20 scoops of ice cream, toppings of your choice. Oh, God. I once ate one of those by myself. Oh, my God. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I had a very fast metabolism back then. How'd you feel? Great. Yeah. I don't do that stuff anymore. I've got kids, and my wife really doesn't want me to, you know, Jen does not want me to imbue Dax. Booker's not going to do any of this stuff, but doesn't want me to, like, uh, imbue the um, love of uh, this kind of eating feet on Dax. Thinks it would be a mistake. What do you think, Stas? Yeah, I can see Dax trying to do that. Yeah, but do you think it's a mistake? Um... Maybe. I mean, yeah. you already teach him a lot of other weird crap. Yeah, speaking of weird crap... Uh, Wait, Stas, what's your answer to this question? Oh, I, don't, I, I was going to say popcorn like you. Last night I ate a whole tin of caviar. Oh, <laughs> oh nanny, nanny. Oh, oh. Yeah, it was free. Ooh, with nothing it on it. <laughs> I think I could eat that all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I really like it. Did you have a hangover from the salt? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you, what do you eat it on? Crackers? You Nothing. spooned it in your face? Mm-hmm. You know what? Nostal- oh, sushi. That's what I could just keep uh, eating for, mm-hmm. forever. You know why you think that? Because it just costs so damn much. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. You know what I mean? Like, I've had my fill of all-you-can-eat sushi because that stuff is gross. Whoa, yeah, that's, that's not what I mean. And you get sick. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you get, like, a really good omakase. I could usually, I, I usually feel like, yeah, I'll run it back. I could do that all again, you know? Yeah, I know, but who could afford to ever right, do it all again? if it were free. Have you ever been in a situation, Stas, where the sushi was unlimited and you had to stop because you weren't just sick of being in there? Stas, like, stops eating for, like, other reasons. Like, I'm sick of being here. I gotta go now. <laughs> Although, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like that, actually. Like, uh, we've had this discussion before on the air, but see, Angela hasn't been here for that. But what are your feelings? As soon as I put the last morsel of food in my mouth, I am done. I want to be out of there. I want to be gone oh, out yeah. of a restaurant. Whoa. Out. Done. Done. Ozerski wrote something great about that once where he's like, in the future, there will just be a chip in my head and I can immediately leave and not have to sit there in shame, you know, after the last bite. But why is it shame? I've seen, I've seen Ozerski eat and it actually it was shameful. <laughs> he took me to, I swear to God, he took me to, I don't normally frequent these establishments, but he took me to a strip club. That Sir Adam Perry Lang was the chef there at the time, so it's real. Get out you know, of here. Yeah, I swear to God. It was Penthouse Club. And... Like, and we're trying to have a serious discussion. Have we ever discussed this on air? Yeah. We have? <laughs> yes. Um, if we did, it was a long time ago. We're trying to have a ser- you know, uh, Josh Zersky, of course, died last year, unfortunately. But uh, trying to have a serious discussion about the tenderness of freaking steak while he's getting a lap dance. I'm like, God. what the <laughs> hell? I'm like, how am I supposed to have a conversation? Was he able to have a conversation? It didn't seem to phase him. <laughs> sure. Didn't like, like mm. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Were you looking at the woman? I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, like you're not supposed... What am I supposed to do? Like, I, it's not... You can't have a normal conversation with someone while that's going on. But were you looking at the woman? What do you mean looking at the woman? The woman and the Ozerski at- were in one unit. She was giving him a lap dance. Were you looking at Ozerski? I was kind of, like, trying to, like, talk and look at the steak while I'm talking about the steak. Just have a normal dinner. Just no, pretend it's not there. Yeah. But then that's rude. But where's the table with the food if they're able to get a lap dance? You have to push too. the chair back. Oh, my goodness. Oh. 
it's like a normal freaking table with like steak, and then all of a sudden a lap dancer comes out, and money exchanges exchanges thongs or whatever happens in those situations. Yeah, it's just a strange combination. I think I want my. I mean, I think I would want that. You know, like kind of divided, not like together. You know what I'm saying? Sounds anyway. like a tough time to eat a steak. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what? <laughs> Adam Perry Lang, of course. Uh, the steaks were delicious. I mean, he's a good cook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway. Okay. I have a chat room question if we want to jump right to that. Sure. Jump to that. And if you have any live questions, uh, call them at 2 718 That's 718 What's your chat room question? Yeah, well, this one's pretty live. It came in, like, just now. So right. from Kyle Alberta. That's right, with a D. Question, I'm christening my new deep fryer with a big deep fry for everyone at work, getting requests for candy bars and Mott sticks. No. No. Do these need a liquid nitrogen dunk prior to the batter and fry? Wait, what's a Mott stick? A Mott stick? Mozzarella sticks. Oh, oh, Mott. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Candy bars and mozzarella sticks. Let me tell you, you, the first time you fire up your deep fat, first of all, I don't know what kind of deep fat fryer you have. So it's all a question of what kind of a nightmare situation you can uh, you can deal with. But when you deep fry a candy bar, if the coating on that candy bar is not uh, it, it does not stay intact during the frying procedure, it is going to uh, you'll have like mostly a case, and then as this liquid on the inside, I guess there's not that much liquid. Most of the stuff like with mozzarella, it will start pumping said product out of the hole into your oil where it will ruin everything. Now, mozzarella sticks, they're fine. I usually fry them from frozen, though, right? I think I don't do, I don't do a lot of – you know what's really good to fry is uh, queso de friere. It doesn't melt, but it's not as gooey as a mozzarella stick. You have to eat them right away because they get squeaky. I never did a lot of fried mozzarella. I've done it. The worst fried thing – look, if you're going to christen your – just do freaking fried chicken. And donuts. Do fried chicken and donuts. And let me say this. Cake donuts, even though, like, even though if God were to make a, a donut, it would be a cake donut, you should start with a yeast donut because they're incredibly forgiving compared to a cake donut. But, like, you make a good yeasted donut and, like, a bunch of fried chicken and French fries, do a good job with the French fries, and everyone thinks you're a fry genius even if it's the first time you've ever fried in your life. By the way, the easiest thing in the world to fry with your fried chicken Maybe not as impressive for most people, onion rings. Onion rings. I'll tell you why. You can use the same batter for the onion rings that you use for the chicken. And for some reason, people don't get pissed off. People aren't like, it's the same batter. You're using the same batter on both. They don't get pissed off. You know? So what's your paleo fry batter, Angela? Probably coconuts. Really? Probably coconut flour, probably. But can you fry I've never. Paleo? I've never. Why, why not? Didn't they have animals? Well, with, oil, to, with fat in them? You wouldn't be able to fry, like, with strict paleo. You couldn't fry with regular oil. You fry with uh, rendered, fucking, f- oh, rendered lard. lard. Yeah. yeah, fry with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, call her whenever nice. you're ready. All right, we can get back to the frying in, in, in a second. But, yeah, I would freeze the candy bars and make, make sure you double dip and get a good coating on it so they don't bleed out. Do, if you do something like falafel, make freaking sure that it's not going to leak apart. Do a small test in oil. I once had an exploding falafel ball situation where I put an entire thing of falafel into my fryer and it disintegrated into the fryer and settled into a cake on the bottom. Bad news. All right, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Hi. Uh, is this Dave Arnold? It is. Wow, Dave Arnold, I'm a huge fan. My name's Mindy. Oh, Mindy. <laughs> also one of the best all-time interns and actually had Nastasia's job for a while. 
him what a great job it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, not so great. You don't have it anymore, not because I wanted you to leave. You're like, I am done with this Dave Arnold dude. I'm Mindy. <laughs> we discussed this on air. I am the New Haven of bosses. New Haven. I'm New Haven, yeah. So New Haven is a town where everybody who's in New Haven wants to get out. But as soon as you leave New Haven, you're like, New Haven, not so bad. It wasn't so bad. No, now that I have kids, I see how reasonable you are in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. Nice. So what's up? Are you just calling to, uh, call to chat or you got a question for us, Mindy? No, just calling to say hi because I really, there were some great, great sound bites. You know, like, I love coconuts and, you know, it's not as good when it's hard. So it's oh, I didn't even hear that. See, you, you, have a, you have a good ear for these kinds of things. Have it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 No, and, and I had a suggestion. I mean, I can't exercise it, but instead of the crazy diets, like, I don't know, moderation. But I know that's, like, crazy. Crazy Crazy. Plan. Yeah. I mean, crazy like, plan. I, I believe in moderation for other people. I believe it's really good <laughs> advice. It's just... Like, it exists. It exists. It, and actually, that's the only sound advice, really. But, you know, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to work for me. I You know... Yeah, I can't do I've it. I've heard I it's can't great. Do it. I've tried. I, like, but I'm more of, like, a... When I binge on stuff, it's like pure love. Remember when I used to come back and and drink two quarts of blueberries, not blended, not smoothie. Yeah. Drank them. No, no, quart container, quart of, container of blueberries. Just the the yeah. fruit. They just fell into your mouth. Yeah, I'm like, it was weird. You were like them. a boa constrictor. You just like unhinged your jaw and you just <laughs> sent them straight down without chewing. It was a little. It was a little horrifying to watch. I couldn't eat blueberries for like a year. After. Yeah, but that's no, but good. Hey, going back no, to another question, I once ate a gallon of. Over a gallon of raspberries, not juice, the fruit. It's a lot of raspberries. Well, this is how you develop allergies, Dave. What yeah. about the cherries? Yeah. You well, ate like I did it bushels of cherries. Yeah, that's true. The raspberries, though, I did it for a reason that I know Mindy will respect: is that uh, I'm cheap. I'm cheap, and yeah. I didn't. It was a pick your own, and I didn't was realize how much Asian, it was going to cost. I didn't realize how much it was going to cost. What? Oh my God. Yeah, partially. I, I don't know. I got Asian. It's the Scottish part of me, I think. That's like I love it. Anyway, so like I ate a whole. I realized what other people were paying in front of me. So you we, just, feed, oh my god! I went back into the, I went back into the uh, pick your own area and feed bagged a gallon of the stuff. Oh my god. They had a sin bin. I dropped like you know, like a couple of dollars into this, really a couple of pennies into the sin bin, and then paid for like our couple of quarts that were left. What would Mindy? What would be her ice cream sandwich? Yeah, Mindy, what what could you eat the most of of all times? What what was like? What have I? Oh, do you remember I ate those mangoes and I developed like a minor allergy when I like mangoes went toxic. Yeah. Because because of those, I love those. I love those champagne mangoes, and I ate something like twelve of them. And then someone gave me that crazy Alfonso mango, and I broke out into like giant hives. My my memory was your face inflated like a balloon. No, that's just my face, Dave. <laughs> that's just my face. Wow. Wow. So I got face like proof and brioche. You know this. You know this. <laughs> That's kind of good if you can get it to like do that and then push on it to see whether it's done. Oh, I'm so tender. Tap yeah. on it. Tap on it. Yeah, see if she. How do you do, how do, you do your gluten free brioche? How do you do that, Angela? I would never. <laughs> some things are not. Some things it just doesn't. So where's the line? Like, where's the line? Yeasted stuff for me. So you, you, don't, you-, you don't do any of these gluten free yeasted. No. No. So nope. you like cookies? Mm, cakes. 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 All right, let's. Uh, Mindy, why don't you stay on? We're gonna hit. We'll hit some questions here. 
because uh, there's, there's some opinion-based questions. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. Let me see. Kieran writes in, Sorry if you covered this topic. I'm still about 100 episodes behind, but catching up fast. Savory cocktails came up in a recent conversation. I had a two-part question. Two parts. Ready, Ready, guys? Two parts. I was wondering if you had any recommendations for savory cocktails that wouldn't be unreasonable to order at a bar. Any, by the way, I assume this means like a normal savory cocktail that you could order at a bar as opposed to as opposed to like, you know, like the Bennett's like uh, Nick Bennett's uh, mushroom like champion Hestino, which is like, you know, you can't walk into a regular bar and order that. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. presuming we mean regular bar situation. Uh, and any recommendations that aren't explicitly meat based like a bull shot that would be an unreasonable thing to order at most bars by the way yes uh, would be great I'm not vegetarian but people seem understandably hesitant about meat based drinks aside from the occasional shot of Worcestershire sauce which by the way most people use fake Worcestershire sauce now that doesn't contain anchovies did you know that Mm-mm. yeah most people like a lot of people unless they're using Lee and Perrin's which is the real stuff like a lot of people if they buy their Worcestershire to place like Whole Foods they have anchovy free which to me not really Worcestershire sauce. What's the point? It's not Worcestershire sauce. I mean, the only thing I can think of... No, there's no... I mean, the, the best savory drink to order at a bar is bourbon meat. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Or something like that, or a scotch. Or, or like a mezcal Negroni or something. It's got, it's got sugar in it. It's not savory. That's yeah, true. But it can be... Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're like to me, savory implies... Savory foods can have sugar, right? Obviously. Duh. Right, but if on a cocktail, if you're going to say it's savory, to me the overwhelming uh, palate on it has to be things that are not on the sweet side, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes so like a mezcal Negroni is all smoke, you know. Yeah, but smoke and sweet, all like like is uh, is you know, are all those bacon candies? Not that I'm a big thing, but yeah, like, true. Uh, those are you you're know. still going to get like the sugar feel in your mouth. Yeah, it's true. You're still need the sugar feel, right? It's the worst. I mean, the only thing you could order is a Bloody Mary. Yeah. But that's really a morning drink. So, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't reasonably walk into a bar and order a Bloody Mary in the nighttime, right? People do it. Not they reasonable. Do? No. They do that? It's not reasonable. But that's I think why, they do it. That's why we did the clarified one, that you could drink at night. You don't want, I don't want soup at the bar. Unless it's soup. I like soup. Then it's gazpacho. But I mean, yes, but I mean, in other words, like, that's right. But I mean, in other words, like, I like eating a soup. Yeah. I like soup. I made some soup the other day. Delicious soups. Um, yeah, so that, I, I don't think, Mindy, can you think of any? Are you still there? Yeah, no, I said uh, scotch and salted peanuts. But I've ordered, I've ordered Bloody Marys any time of the day. Really? Had yeah. you just woken up from a nap? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. I mean, you know, some people will be like, if you go to, like, a crappy bar and you're like, I want a dirty Bloody Mary. Or how about that? How about, like, a dirty martini? That's very savory. All right. I'll give you that. Mindy makes a good Bloody Mary. I'll give you that. I'll give you the dirty Bloody Mary. 
it only is like 112 ingredients. It's a lot of Bloody Mary, but it's, it's a good. lot of ingredients. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. All right. And then the second part of the question is, can you think of a reason why savory drinks haven't become more common or have I just uh, not looked hard enough? I'm not much of a bar fly, but renewed interest in mixed drinks and gastropubs seems like the perfect environment for something less sweet on the drinks list. I'll also be sending this question to Kenji uh, Lopez-Alt since it's vegan month and seems like it's an interesting thing. So I don't know what Kenji came up with, but I just don't think it's the thing that people – I've made savory cocktails before, uh, and usually my response is, that was really good sip of drink. And then, yes. and then you don't want to – think about it this way. Your average cocktail is, oh, somewhere between – once it's all made, somewhere in the neighborhood of five ounces, five at our bar, five six ounces. You know what I'm saying? So, think about that. That's uh, five or six uh, ounces is like, you know, a third of a pound of stuff. You know what I mean? And so you're pounding that much of savory. I don't know. It's a lot of savory. It's a lot of savory to have. You know, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this. So I feel bad, but I just can't think of a. I, I I can't. I would never order that stuff myself. I like dry, but I, like I say, I don't consider bourbon or scotch. What about like a Michelada? Okay. Yeah, that's true. You know what? The, I told you the grossest thing I ever. I, the grossest things I've ever made are savory, drink wise. The grossest, <laughs> most disgusting drinks I've ever made, savory. Or, I mean, uh, drink wise, are savory drinks. What was the worst? Oh, without a doubt, the recarbonated, uh, centrifuged uh, burrito in, in beer. Oh, yeah, it sounds oh, terrible. Oh, man. It's a freaking nightmare. Sounds like a lot of work to put a burrito in it. It was the worst. Minnie, were you there why? for that shoot? I just don't even understand why. That was the worst. Was it Nastasia, were you there for that shoot? It was me. That's the worst. It was right <laughs> that around was that switchover me. time. It was worst. Worst. No, it was two years into this. Really? Then uh, oh. we have... Uh, I made I, I've made some good, very good, but they're beef broth based. Where you kill the gelatin and beef broth, you nuke out the gelatin and it's thin. And but they're short shot situations. Also, I think you don't want a lot of your sa- the savory drinks are better a little bit on the warmer side, which also takes it against what people. I don't know. You made beef shots. Oh yeah, <laughs> so much better than a bull shot. We used to we had this old enzyme called Coralase, and Coralase literally ate the gelatin out of stock. So you wouldn't have to – two ways to do it. You can do gel clarification by taking a, a stock that has a certain amount of gel in it. You know, you have to do a fairly light stock, just set, right? Freeze it, thaw it, stuff drips out, it's clear. Now you can reduce that down without the gelatin resetting because there's no more gelatin in it. You've leached the gelatin out. So you can make these very, very, very concentrated, very savory – I think we did like beef and clarified tomato, which is good. You know what I mean? That sounds good. It was good. I would do that. Yeah, do a, that. Sh- a shot. You don't want you, a glass you of it. Your beef, though, was, your, was it Nebraska beef? Uh, well, of course, the possibilities for Nebraska beef are endless. Yeah. Uh, no, the, they changed that. Ask Angela; they I, changed it. Dude, we went through it at the beginning. It's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, I missed it. It's, so it's the worst. Nobody wants uh, nice. How is the beef from Nebraska? <laughs> nice. 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 Anyway, uh, and uh, the other way to do that, of course, the other way to do it is to use the enzyme. The enzyme is awesome. I wish I could get Coralase. I've never had a good result with um, – I never had a good result using meat tenderizers to wipe out the gelatin, regular meat tenderizers to wipe out the gelatin. A, they seem to add a little bitterness when you wipe out the stuff, and B, 
for some reason, uh, when you try to do agar clarification off of uh, something that you've hit with uh, that has a, the broken up gelatin from the stuff, you get the, you get this grainy, nasty texture. We were never able to do anything. We we're never able to do anything good with it. But yeah, that coral lace was so awesome. I can still picture the mounds of already reduced like gloss just melting under that coral lace enzyme. But for some reason, it never got um, popular. No one ever picked it up. No one ever. And that Corlace enzyme was specifically built to break the uh, gelatin down into non-bitter units. So a lot of times when you break down proteins into like very small polypeptide chains, you'll get a lot of like bitter notes. That's why like a lot of hydrolyzed protein, if it's not like good quality stuff, can have a little bit of bitterness to it. But this Corlace stuff, the dead neutral, the polypeptides that came out of it were like freaking not like not ruining Christmas, which was nice about them. Well, is it the bitterness came from, like, free amino acids when it yeah. breaks down? Yeah, certain short-change polypeptides are just bitter. They have different flavors. There's, you know, they just have, a, a in general, a lack of bueno. Um, oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, lack of bueno. Lack of bueno. Lack of bueno. Mm-hmm. So do we even have time for a break, or we're not going to take a break today, Jack? I'm going to insert it after. Oh, you're going to insert it after? Yeah. All right. We'll fix, uh, it. we'll fix it in post. Fix it in post. By the way, speaking of post, uh, I have a oh, – I had a question. Oh, I, I'm ma- working on a new cocktail that the bartenders are not going to like and uh, because it's too simple. But I'm testing this our centrifuge prototype styles, which apparently I'm told by our lawyers that until the prototype on the rotor is finalized, we can't publish any photos of it or not. That's right. All right. Uh, but um, check this out. Clarified orange juice. Right? So, which, as we know, clarified orange juice by itself tastes like Sunny D. It's not the best, right? Clarified strawberry juice, right? And then uh, I, did, uh, I did some rough calculations on it, and I'll give you those calculations now. So OJ is roughly 11 to 12 bricks, right? So 11 to 12% sugar by weight. Strawberry is about 8. Mm-hmm. Commercial Driscoll is about 8% uh, by weight. Titratable acidity is like 0.75 in strawberry and 0.8 in OJ. So they're fairly similar, right? So I did uh, 400 grams of clary strawberry, 500 uh, gl- grams of clary uh, OJ. I did 16 grams of citric and 20 of malic to jack the, the lime up to sour mix base because sour mix would be 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. Simple syrup and uh, and what's it called? And, uh, and what's it called? And uh, 300 grams of uh, sugar. I think it might have been 600 grams of OJ. I got to look at it. Anyway, 600 grams of OJ juice. And then uh, put that all together. And then that's delicious. That's what we have right there. That is strawberry wow. orange cordial, unheated. That stirred into tequila is freaking delicious. Looks beautiful. It, it, does, it looks more orange when you stir it down. Nastasia would like it. It looks like an orange wine when it's stirred down. But uh, I need a name for it, though. What do you think? It's not really – it's not a margarita. It's stirred. My bartenders aren't going to like it anyway because it's gonna, it tastes really simple. It's like super simple. I like it like that. You know what else I developed with the, in the centrifuge styles that you might enjoy? What? You, actually, you wouldn't enjoy it. You don't like gin. Angela, you like gin, right? Definitely. Yeah. Blueberries. Back to blueberries. Clarif- I did a blueberry justino, which ordinarily is not very stable because the blueberries add a lot of liquid. Uh, did the calculations on it and then just carbonated it. So it was like blueberries, tiny bit of sugar, tiny bit of acid. Uh, actually just in the water because the blueberries are about the right uh, acidity and sugar range for the gin but I just needed to up it a little bit and it's this like dark purple gin blueberry carbonated thing good sounds amazing good my bartenders will never go for it they would hate it 
whatever. Anyway, if anyone in the chat room can come up with a name for that drink, that would be uh, pleasant for me. And we got this in from uh, Ken. Remember Ken? Ken Ingber? Yep. Yeah. So he came in with – I'll read his comment because I didn't get to it uh, uh, last time. Um, this is back when we were talking about sandwiches with uh, Peter Kim. Uh, as you know, I also have deep platonic-inspired ideas about the sandwich, but there is a much overlooked aspect of the sandwich, namely its delivery. This is from Ken. Uh, when I become a maximum ruler of the universe, uh, this will change. Uh, this will change among many uh, implemented in sandwiches. At random times, sandwich inspectors will require lunchtime counter prep workers who make and wrap sandwiches to reverse roles. And, while wearing their favorite pants and the shirt that their mother gave them, eat the aforementioned made and wrapped sandwiches at their desk, experiencing the implausibly inexpensive aluminum foil permanently affixed to melted cheese and the mustard-coated sprouts that cascade onto your lap and the excess tomato sauce whose sole purpose is extrusion. You should not be having sprouts on your sandwich. That should be, I get what you yes. the mustard, Ken, <laughs> but you should not have any sprouts on your freaking sandwich. Do your freaking customers order sprouts, Angela? Do you have sprouts in your place? No. Okay. No sandwiches. <laughs> Secondly, I thought the group was unnecessarily negative on bad house guests. Maybe, well, okay. Nastasia is not unduly negative on her bad house guests. She needs to, like... Nastasia, I like her friends, right? I like them only because they are her friends and not my friends. But, you know, Nastasia is the kind of person where, like, on a regular basis, people will rent out their apartments to, like, use as Airbnbs. And then they will sleep on her couch and not kick her any of the Airbnb money. That's like Stas's life. Plus, drink, plus, 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 they'll bring her a bottle of Yellowtail and they'll drink her good stuff. That's the kind of. That's the kind of. That's, that's what Nastasia deals with on a regular basis. Am I wrong about that? Yes, Mindy. Were you oh, trying wait, to I'm say wrong? something? Mindy has. Oh, Mindy has. What do you got, Mindy? Oh. Mindy. Oh. Not that. Sorry, yeah. I'm like what. She's, she's she's having she's she's dealing with the home front. So I'll, I'll, fi- I'll finish Ken's thing. Secondly, I thought that the group was unnecessarily negative on bad house guests. Some years ago, a large contingent of my family came to Boston to see my children perform in the national tour of a well-known musical. My wife and I prepared and served a very nice meal at our home to all of them. And as she and I were standing next to each other at the sink washing the dishes uh, that we had cleared, I said to her, "Well, this proves beyond a doubt that I come from royalty." She asked, how so? I replied, 15 people sitting around that table and not one person lifted a finger to help. Wow, rough. Nice. That's rough. So after I cook, though, I don't want to clean. Do you want to clean? I, I, he cooked and cleaned, which is the worst. I usually do that. I, I can't do it. I have to throw everything in the sink and then wait for the next day. I can't do it. Ooh. I try Whoa. to clean while I'm finishing up. Yeah, I, I try to clean while, while I cook. While you're finishing, then you eat dinner, and then you just have like everything from dinner left over. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. the best way to do it. I'm a firm believer also in front of the house, back of the house, so it's like classic like roles. Like one person, if you're a couple, like one person has to do all the front of the house stuff, and one person does all the back of the house stuff, like get the plates ready. I hate, hate when the plates aren't ready, when the food is – I hate it. Do you hate that? I don't know. Not do you really. do front of house or back of house? Does your husband uh, cook? We, we definitely collaborate. He, yeah, he you cooks. can collaborate in the kitchen. Not at the bakery, I but can. at home we can. Really? Yeah. So you're just a better person than I am. You're a nicer person. No, I'm with that you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Split it. All right. So here's what I have to do before the next cooking issues. I have a shoot. I can't talk about the shoot obviously because it hasn't happened yet. I get in trouble. But over the weekend, I have to build a chicken gun. What? A chicken gun. A gun that can fire. Chickens. Dead chickens. Chickens come out of the gun? Chickens come out of the gun. Why do you want to do that? Uh, that I can't, I can't talk about too much, but uh, my – the Mythbusters did one, did one once, but they didn't 
they okay so back in the day okay when they were used to test uh windshields for uh airplanes and other things they would literally fire it's a huge problem they would fire birds at windshields and through engines and at fuselage parts and stuff like that and so the the uh air force i think it was the air force actually built a you know a, a compressed air cannon that could fire uh birds into these into these things right and the chicken cannons chicken guns and so mythbusters did a bunch of um of stuff on it but they didn't do the key thing my grandpa who was a radar tech a radar designer he designed like airplane radar uh, for westinghouse um he said that when he saw them run it, the janitor used to come and pick up the birds and take them home and cook them. So that – that is what I'm interested in. Interesting. Like like what's – like after you take a bird, full bone-in bird, regular bird, and like hurl it at a couple, of mi- a couple hundred miles an hour at like a windshield, like what can you do with it from a culinary standpoint? What do you think? I mean do you think it's basically pate? Is it going to have <laughs> some sort of like – I mean, is it going to have any structure left at all? Is it going to be useful? I bet you're the only one who's ever thought about this. I, mean, I know my grandpa has. You know, I Wait, mean, can, it, it, are you going to shoot a, a live, not a live chicken? No. Not a chicken with feathers? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would shoot a chicken with the feathers on. That would be more realistic. However, they're also more expensive and harder to source. Okay. So, like, you're going to shoot a, like a, a Purdue? I don't know that I'm going to use that brand, but yes, that style. Not, not that for, yeah, but like a roaster? Not a roaster. I don't think I can build a gun big enough to do a roaster. I, I'm, going to have to, I'm going to do like a three – how big is a roaster? I'm going to do like a 3.75-pound chicken. Okay. That's small. has to fit into a six-inch gun. Six-inch gun. Wow. Six-inch diameter? Six-inch diameter, diameter gun. Yeah. 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 I need to get I it up to a couple that. hundred miles an hour. Do you need a like plane? those small dark canyon ones? No, I'm not going to do a plane. I have a piece of Lexan already. No, they're like a medium, you know, like a small chicken. Like what, I forget what those ranges are called. But you know, like a crap, like the ones we used to break apart at the French culinary. You want to know the really, yeah, yeah. you want to know the really funny part? I'm not going to tell them. I'm going to shoot it inside at the French culinary because that's where the shoot is. Ooh. Oh, get nice. a heritage, get a heritage bird. <laughs> I'm not going to fire a heritage bird at the. <laughs> Hey Patrick, can I have one of your like really nice heritage birds? I'm gonna fire it at a uh, at a three eighths inch thick yeah. piece of Lexan. Yeah, Still and then gonna we're gonna eat it. It's free advertising for heritage I'm, foods. I'm definitely gonna eat it. And kudos to that janitor who did not waste all of those. Those birds did not smash into the windshield in vain. For nothing. For nothing. Not well, we we got to wrap up. up this Dave. is World War II. You were saying. After World War II, my grandpa desi- actually was on the team that designed the radar at Pearl Harbor, the one that was ignored. Oh, wow. No, he, he became, I think, the head uh, of that department uh, after the war and all the way up through, uh, through, through and beyond Vietnam. Like, he did the radar in the uh, F-4 Phantom. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a big radar guy at Westinghouse. That was his dealie. Nice. And, and my grandpa – and my dad also worked for Westinghouse when he was young before he you know, went out uh, on his own you know, as like summer jobs. So both of them have radar freaking skills, and you know, my grandpa's still alive. He's like 96 or 7 or something like that. He's 97 this year. And uh, they will not help me build my room-sized microwave oven with an old uh, uh, magnetron from a radar. You guys know that story, right? They are so unreasonable. My God. Right? Right? Dude. I mean, that they are just so unreal. Uh, you know. the old age. Yes. Old well, age. And so I will leave you guys with that. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Lifetime disappointment.
cooking issues. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 